0: everyone this is anime today i am don coon and this is daniel Son, and today we are going to be serving up the anime sauce
1: yes we are I, I, right after we go over our one year anniversary of quarantine we have to have a oh, small park, yeah.
0: don't we <laughs> oh my gosh dude oh my goodness is it really a, is it really a, our one is it has it been a year
1: yeah hey. it was really march last year when everything started
0: that's crazy! It really has been a year since quarantine, so I, I haven't even really thought about that. That's wild. Um uh, yeah. Damn. I was. Oh my gosh. I was living in Michigan. Oh man. Dude. I was about to say, like, what's what's the last
1: year kind of like been for you? Like, like you know, qu- quickly give me some ups and downs.
0: Um. I besides, mean,
1: besides Michigan.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, ups and downs. I mean, it's been a good year. Like moving back home. You know. Uh. You know, watching a bunch of cool shows. Uh it's been I mean it's been ups and downs you know I feel like life's always ups and downs you know if I don't learn anything from anime life is always you know sometimes you're having the you know the slice of life episode and then sometimes you're having the you know the getting eaten by a titan episode, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. If if, if anime has
1: taught us anything, one day you're eating the pizza, the second day, the the the, the pizza or the titan in this case is it's eating you. you.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that is so true! That is so yeah. true. Uh, um, I can't wait to
1: get back to normal, though. That's 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 what's on my mind. Next couple months, like venturing out and and you know being social and being out there with people i think we're finally getting to a point where we can do that
0: yeah yeah out here in nashville they just don't care it's really you know i mean i'll tell we could talk about that another time but um (laughs) uh, but uh but yeah man so what have you uh what have you been um has any have you uh seen anything this week that you know you thought was funny notable in an anime or well, like just general, yeah. So yeah.
1: before we before we jump into any reviews, uh, two things I wanted to bring up. One was one that I'm watching that I know you're not watching, and that's Skate the Infinity. Mm-hmm, Skate the down. Infinity yeah. is fantastic. Damn, um, really? Yeah, I am. I'm am just, I'm just very like heads over heels for it at the moment. Damn, and that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like I've never. You know, and believe me, like we all know that I am not like the biggest anime watcher yet. I uh, I think I've maybe earned like a, an honorary weeb card, like since quarantine has started. But totally, like, no,
0: totally, yeah, yeah. Dude. But, so
1: w- w- when I see a, something like. Uh, Skate the Infinity, I think of how unique it is. And then it, it it also hits on like my nostalgia buttons of like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like playing that for PlayStation, uh, my longboarding phase with my friends, um, you know, uh, different different stuff like that. I just think the story is really well, well written. Uh, there's a little parts of it that are kind of gimmicky, but uh, they make it work. And, how was and- this week's
0: episode for it?
1: This week's episode was good because they're getting to, like, the, the the crux of everything. Like, the boiling point has been reached. We know what, like, the next couple episodes are going to entail. Um, and we're just kind of uh, in the thick of it at the moment. Um, without spoilers, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, the protagonist, Reki, and the other protagonist, uh, Langa, are currently not on the best of terms. And there's this big uh oh, skating tournament that's going on that everyone is super hype and excited about. It's it's just it's so it's I, like go ahead. Oh no go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, was I was just gonna say, say, so no, I was just gonna say I'm officially yeah. calling it a must watch for the season. After everything I've been I've been Dang.
0: watching.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, at least for me because I watch like five or six anime on the weekly and I think it's Personally, it's been way more entertaining than Promise Neverland. Uh, Dang, I would put it. Yeah, I, I think it's been more consistent than Re Zero, not the Third Shade.
0: <laughs> um, I would. It's put it, all good, man. You hear it. You hear it here, folks, man.
1: Yeah, but... the entertainment level for me is just on par with like where Doctor Stone is for me at the moment, and like it just. I don't want to compare them. I'm not going to say like one's better than the other. Obviously, if I had to choose, I would take Doctor Stone, but. Uh, I think like it just kind of gives a good idea of uh, where Skate Infinity is going with such a unique idea. I'm pretty sure they have a really renowned artist or a really renowned uh, director behind it too. Like you know, uh, doing like the whole season. So I'll have to get more information on that for next week's mm-hmm. episode. So that yeah, stood out to I mean, me.
0: Here, folks, here Skate Infinity. Check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I was I, just I telling to
0: all the God, people. Like, to watch, get, get them that check it out, y'all.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I was going to say of note uh, before we get into the reviews was "Promise Neverland," but we don't. We, we can get into that if you want, or we can save that for the end. That's up to you.
0: <laughs> Let's say that for the end, man. I want to get all my hype out before I you know get out my disappointment. Uh, on, <laughs> all right so um
1: so what have you yeah. uh what have you noticed what outside of what we're gonna go over in the review what has stood out to you maybe about something that's on your watch list that's not online or you know whatever
0: I mean yo man higarashi is killing it oh my gosh is killing it this season like in the latest really? episode so yeah so you know the the final villain for higara for for this season of higarashi has been revealed and the thing that I really enjoy about the series and now I was thinking about it uh while I was watching these past two episodes from this week and last week is that um you know the the show when you whenever you're doing uh, doing a, a story about time travel um I think that uh like I think that it's really hard to keep track of all the moving pieces because you're jumping different timelines and uh, different realities and people have different personalities and all those realities. So to try to refer back to things that happen in other timelines and make them relevant in a certain timeline, like that can be really difficult. And I feel like Kigarashi is pushing the limits with you know this whole time looping and time jumping uh, concept but they did just not skip skipped a beat. Like everything is just really well connected. Um, the characters are just really lovable, really deep uh, and have very like real emotions. Um, and I can never really predict what's about to happen. You know, like what happened currently, um, I just – I wouldn't have thought that the story would have taken this route. So for that reason, Higarashi has been, like – it has been really interesting to me. And then the other anime that I was telling you about before, uh, like the Quintessential Quint- <laughs> Quint- uh, Quint- Quintis- 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 Quintuplets. Quintessential you know Quintuplets. What they say,
1: Don, has been fifth time's the charm.
0: <laughs> oh, I- uh, <laughs> Oh, dude. That show is – it's not, like, you know – I feel like it plays – it's a guilty pleasure show, and I feel like it does a good job of playing <laughs> on your emotions in terms of like how the girls do things. Um, but it's just nice. I just enjoy it. It's just a cute little show. I'm not going to lie
1: um hey no, no shame at all man and you like you you call it a guilty pleasure but they, there's definitely like a backing for it why would they make it if there wasn't a backing for it and you the way you described it to me made me want to watch it so i mean go ahead like regurgitate a little bit like give a give give a spiel come on advertise so baby <laughs> for,
0: so for for you for you all out there that have seen uh nisekoi uh nisekoi is an anime about this guy who met this childhood friend, uh, or had this childhood friend that he fell in love with and got disconnected with. And in the future, he's at this high school and he believes that one of three girls are, you know, this girl that he's meant to be with. And Nisei Koi was a really popular anime, um, uh, romance anime, you know, in like to, between 2013, 2016 or something like that. but. <laughs> But uh, but quintessential quintuplets is a very similar anime where it's about this guy who's tutoring these girls at this high school, these uh, quintuplets, uh, you know, and he realizes that one of these girls uh, are a girl that he's met before in his childhood that he fell in love with. It's a, it's a it's a complete ripoff of this older one, but you know, even though it's a ripoff, like I still like it, and I think that if anything it's an improvement upon the you know nisei koi which is the original uh in terms of like the dynamic between the 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 male lead and all of like his uh female love interests so uh if you like nisei koi i would highly recommend Quin- quintessential quintuples it has everything you want and more mm-hmm.
1: love that love that i might have to give it a try i mean i'm very close to dropping Promise Neverland anyway, so one yeah. one slot in my uh, my season might be uh, popping up sometime soon. So, uh, all right, you want to start
0: getting into these reviews? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into what we get into this week.
1: All right, so, so is- first one we should definitely start with is Attack on Titan.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, wow. <laughs> I know, man. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. I mean,
1: I think like uh, the the phrase that comes to my mind that describes like where we're at with attack on titan right now, being that there's mm-hmm. probably like I think only four more episodes left. We have drifted a little bit from Marley, and I'm not sure if we've drifted too far at this point because they've really set up for a civil war on paradise Island between Mm -hmm. the current government and the newly proclaimed
0: Yeageris. Right. Right. And Dan, you had a, um, you know, when we were speaking earlier, you had a one note that I really want to make sure we cover uh, that I thought was really uh, important. Uh, Also for you, you listening in, uh, in terms of where, I am like i i've I'm I've read a bit into the manga for attack on Titan and I've read up to the beginning of the rumbling um and Dan what you what you said about you know how everyone's focused on what you know what Aaron did in um uh what do they call that country outside of uh of oh, Marley. Marley yeah I, I, like how you know how um <laughs> The people in Paradis uh, are focusing on, you know, what Aaron and um, Zeke did in Marley, like how that relates to them. But there's a bigger picture beyond that, you know? Um, yeah.
1: Well, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Do you think that Aaron and his motive for like wanting to strike first almost like that Cobra Kai mentality? Um do you, where where do you think that stemmed from and do, do you empathize with Aaron or, you know, would you consider yourself a Jaegerist where we're at
0: right now? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think so. I think so because, you know, I, I think that I think that with the basement reveal, Aaron got a lot of information about the nature of his, his world. And I I kind of empathize with him wanting to make change. Like, I don't think that it was right for him to kill all of those uh, Marlins. But I, I do empathize with his, you know, something needs to be done. Like, I need to, like, do something for the greater good of the world. I can empathize with that. Um... I can empathize with that. What about you, Dan?
1: Well, the thing that uh, the thing that I thought was that was so beautifully well done by Attack on Titan in season three was the the hype up to the reveal, and then the reveal itself in the waning moments of uh, of of that season. So you get this reveal through grisha's backstory and grisha's backstory right. is he was an Eldian over in marley he grew up and there's you know serious holocaust vibes where the Eldians are severely severely mistreated it's very bigoted um uh it, it it's it wouldn't be mild to say that it's it's like really really like putrid like uh, yeah. like versus sister dies just because they went outside of the gates yeah and, dude and like they cover it up and so like the way marley views eldians is is very discriminatory um so that's how he grew up but he joined this revolution of eldians who saw A better future for themselves you know where they weren't mistreated and they weren't fed these lies about their people and and how how they were devils and merciless and everything and and there's a misconception in marley about what happened at the end of the great titan war like the king went off to Paradise island because he wanted peace not because he wanted to gain power um he wanted the war to stop. And that's why he erased the memories of all his people. And that's why they keep doing it because they're, they're living in this bubble of ignorance is bliss. Uh, So in terms of that, like with the reveal at the end that uh, they turn Grisha's first wife into a Titan, uh, Royal blood and all, and she's the one who ends up eating Aaron's mom, that yeah. that was such a well-written and such a long-invested build-up that when that happened, I lost my shit. <laughs> 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 I was like, they literally have have just been doing 180s on us the whole time. Very first episode of Attack on Titan, you're like, Titans are evil. By the end of season one, the main protagonist is a Titan, and everyone else that he graduated the scouts with seems to be a Titan. <laughs> and your but whole perception changes.
0: I think, and, and I think that that is, that that what you just said is the is the pure beauty of Attack on Titan, where it's like, you know, people feel this pain and they feel... Like they need to stand up against the thing that caused them this pain, but the reality is, is that you know, um, you know, it's not it's not just as simple as like you know being like Gabby or being like Aaron and, and eliminating all the Titans. You know, like they eliminated all the Titans. They did. I mean, aside from the you know like the special ones, they killed all the Titans on Paradis, which was their initial goal. And you would think that in that scenario they would be happy and they could live their lives, but no, they're still at war with other people. You know. Well,
1: um, well or- remember too that how the Titans get onto Paradise. like they, right. they're they're Eldians that aren't executed. They're they're literally turned into Titans and and tossed over the wall and. Uh, you know, there's a lot of lore on how you might be able to turn them back into human and everything, but they they started off as people just like everyone else on on parodies. So, right. So the the confliction that Aaron has is he wants to create new Eldia, and he wants to do it so that Eldians don't have to live a life of discrimination anymore. And he has his entire life been pointing the gun at the wrong person, whether it was first it was Titans, uh, then he thought the people over at Marley were like you know really really evil, and they are and everything. But his his end game here is is about sending a message. It seems like more than more than an, uh, like a peaceful resolution for his people. It's it's more about you know retribution it almost seems like he's he's a very jaded yeah. character this season which he didn't start off as jaded when he was in marley but maybe that was kind of calculated so no one figured out who he was um mm-hmm. but that that episode when when they do the attack on marley and he's sitting in the basement and he's talking to reiner like that was such an incredible episode of anime man i i oh, Everything about it—the way it was orchestrated with the with the with the guy doing the play and the timing of of Aaron tricking yeah. uh, Falco into bringing in Reiner—and then he he looks at Reiner and after all these years that they've been separated, he says, "We're the same. Me and you, me and you have the same mentality. We're the same person." He's like, "I knew it." And he was like, "Well, I just gotta keep on fighting." And then. <clears throat> <laughs> so i
0: know i think I know, I'm, I'm willing yeah. to say
1: at this point that i would be a yeagerist and the you reason why is because the 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 government on Paradise has really soured in my opinion the last couple episodes um last couple episodes they were so worried about taking the right response that not taking any response and keeping Aaron locked up for so long grew this tension there was no transparency between what the government's trying to figure out and how the people feel about new eldia and because of it they right. they brought on a civil war by themselves completely mishandled even even aaron's two closest friends armin and mikasa they're like maybe we can help maybe we are the two people that that can get the answers from aaron that you you guys desperately want so much and just it was just handled so poorly by pixis and Hanj and i get it like they they're very calculated people they want to they want to make sure that they get things right because the fate of all their people is at stake but at a certain point, like it took to this episode, Pixis. He says it himself. He, everyone's like, "Pixis, you're the you're the ranking officer now. We trust you more than everyone else." What would you do? And Pixis just looks at everyone and goes, "I think we should surrender to Aaron." And everyone's like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, if you think about it, uh, if we revolt against Aaron, he's got the he's got three titans in him. He's got the founding titan. He's got the." Uh, the attack titan and he's got the uh the titan from the from that royal family um
0: the warhammer titan Well, the War warhammer titan, titan yes Thedlin.
1: he's got three titans in him if he even gets near Zeke, then it's over what are they going to do they're just going to lose more lives and and Pixis's reasoning is correct but it shouldn't have taken him this long to get here the fact that it took this long to get here cost them those four lives in that bombing right.
0: in this episode and, and he's think, like Oh, and I think another um, another point with what you were saying about, like, with him meeting up with Zeke, it made me think about how, um, how Zeke's life is very limited at this point. You know how, like, if you have a Titan, your lifespan gets cut dramatically. And doesn't Zeke have, like, a year left to live or two years and Reiner has a year left to live or something like that?
1: Yeah, they're coming to the end of their – well, I don't know how close Reiner is. Um, I think they were they were talking about replacing Reiner based off performance. I think. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not positive. He could be pretty close, but I know Zeke is is closer. I know
0: Zeke is a lot closer. And it's like, um, what would you think about that? Like, if you were if you were Zeke, you know, and you probably I, I'm almost certain he has a year left of time, and you know, if you were in that position. You know, if you had the Beast Titan, and you knew you had a year left, and you knew what you knew, that if you knew what Zeke knew, like you know, what do you think his mind is, his mindset is like at this point?
1: Well, the way I see it is like when they did that reveal. Uh, for, first and foremost, I always thought that Zeke, when he was brought up in season two, and he was brought up in season three, I actually thought that he was Erwin's uh, dad. He was mm-hmm, I know,
0: Yeah,
1: he, I was like, <laughs> he kind of looked like the professor type. I I just thought he was Irwin's dad, and we were like coming towards this reveal that, like, because Irwin had that inkling in his chest. He's like, I want to know the truth. I need to know what's in that basement. I will risk lives to do that. He almost like took on that uh that objective as his emphasis but it was really like aaron's the whole time and now aaron and zeke are this power duo uh with you know royal blood in zeke and everything that can literally change the landscape of the world with the Mm -hmm. with the rumbling with whatever and that's scary but like if they only have a short amount of time to live then it's only a matter of time before it happens and i'm guessing we're going to see it in these last four episodes
0: yeah man i I am excited for that. I'm excited for for what for the rumbling and what happens after that which i I'm not aware of but um but yeah and I mean there's so much more i could I could speak on um like with attack on Titan but like I, like i there's so much more we could cover in terms of just like you know minute things but I, you know we really should just do an episode on on the whole series.
1: Well, we're, we're definitely going to do a rewatch down the road. This is one of the yeah. most, the, this is one of my favorite anime and it's, it's easily, uh, easily rewatchable easily. It is that well written. Yeah. It is that good. If there's anyone out there who are thinking about getting into anime for the first time, this is a perfect starter anime because, uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. the animation is so well done. The story is incredible. Um, the, the plot twist, like there's so many characters that you can latch on to, not even just the main core of like Mikasa, Aaron, like Captain Levi. Uh, you could even like, oh my uh, gosh. I know, I know Han just really cool for, for like a lot of the earlier seasons. I'm not a big fan of her now, but uh, they, they just do such good work. I think before, before we move on, um, we have to talk about Gabby though. Uh, Gabby
0: Okay, yeah, we do.
1: Gabby is what is the female Aaron? She's going through the same uh, character development that Aaron did. Aaron irrationally, you know, blames the Titans for everything bad that's happening to parodies. and he swears vengeance, he swears bloodlust, he he won't stop until they're all dead. That is Marley's view of the devils on Paradise Island. And it's only through figuring out the truth that they're able to, you know, reconcile their differences. We're not there yet with Gabby, but we will get there. That's that's her arc. Spoiler alert, there's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way she comes out of this still thinking everyone's a devil. Zero clue. And what had me me believe that is is uh Not this episode, but the one before it, where she's talking to the blonde girl that Sasha saved. She's talking to her, and all along, like, I just wanted to tell the blonde girl, you do know that that Gabby girl that you're talking to uh, killed the woman who saved you from that Titan. And go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Restart that conversation. Um, But yeah, man, it's definitely a phenomenal series. Like Attack on Titan is definitely... I, I think it's like a 10 out of 10 anime. Um, like it was definitely the guy who whoever who wrote this, uh, you know, wrote this and intended it to be a masterpiece and had every, you know, everything well thought out. Like the the message of the anime is really powerful and really well intertwined into everything. It's just uh I could I could go all day about Tekken on Titan. Um but you know, we got other anime we gotta talk about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's uh let, let's take a small break and then we'll we'll talk about the next
0: anime. All right. And we're back. Hello everyone. All right. So now we're going to jump straight into Re:Zero. Um so these these past few episodes of ReZero have been very revealing. You know, I know a lot of you out there have been wanting those answers and they've <laughs> they've given us a lot of them, you know, in this uh the, you know, in these series of trials. We 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 recently learned about Amelia's backstory with uh, her mom and with Pandora. If you guys are watching, uh Re:Zero currently then this is all familiar to you if not I'd advise you just skip the, over this part cuz we're just going to cut to the nitty-gritty with it <laughs> um uh and then in episode after the Pandora one they went into um they were just, they, they were kind of going into this uh, ever apparent parallel between um, Roswell and Subaru uh, which I think is really interesting i I really am curious about you know the whole witch factor thing I'm not gonna lie like I think that there is some connection between why the mob beasts are attracted to Amelia and why and why Subaru has this deep undying love for her like it' it almost seems unnatural because it's it it's it's in a similar way that Roswell loves uh, Echidna, you know, like Ros, like I feel like that love for the person is what is always used to compare the two. You know, like Roswell s- speaks about Echidna in the same way that Subaru speaks about Amelia. But another thing that you brought up, Dan, was uh, maybe not in the same way, but like that they. <laughs> I, I feel like the, their, um. I'm I'm biting their, my tongue. I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. Um, but go on, go um, on. um, but uh. So then that was that episode, and then in the in the most recent episode, they uh, kind of touched on, um. I felt like they touched on on. On, I don't really know. I don't really know what they were really talking about, saying anything. I don't think that they were really doing anything specific, more so than setting up the next scene, right?
1: Kind of like so. One thing that you were just talking about that I like almost completely and utterly disagree about. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) uh, Was the the parallel between Subaru and Roswell? Mm -hmm. I think. I think Roswell misinformed like made that parallel because uh the way that him and Subaru are working is like through the women they love he Roswell loves a kid and Subaru loves uh Amelia but Amelia points out in this episode that Subaru and Roswell are completely different because roswell is more like belta where his his love is blind it is intense and it can't be questioned but subaru's love uh, is way more judgmental and it and it's it's more about holding people accountable one of the most redeeming things for amelia as a as a character in as a whole is just having Subaru. If, if if Subaru never existed, she would be the same puppet that we were introduced to in, in season one, but Subaru didn't coddle her or anything. He, he told her how unbearable she is at points and told her that, you know, it's really wrong for her to, to try and, and, you know, uh, self-deprecate and push things aside and not take responsibility and this that and third, like he really let her have it. And Mm -hmm. it came from a place of love because he knows that she's capable of more. He believes in her and he loves her. So I, I, I think it's different because like Subaru through his ability to die and come back, he has learned patience, he has learned to adapt, he has learned to, to change uh, based off of information, and I think he's really used that to, uh, to, to help his relationships, especially with, with Amelia, and Roswell's not like that, not in my opinion at least. Roswell knows there's a version of him that's going to complete his goal. He doesn't think he doesn't know that he he is the exact version of it, but he knows there is a version that exists. That was like the crux of the first chord of the season. And that's why I, I, I really think that they're they're different. When they made that comparison, I'm like really relieved that in the next episode they dispelled it because Subaru might be like him, but he's he's not, you know.
0: I don't like think he's more. like yeah, I don't think they're like the exact same person, but I think that that love for um, like, I feel like there's some type of magical element for the the amount. Because I think that even though it's not the same kind of love that Roswell has for Echidna, um, I think that, you know, Super's, Super is still devoted to Amelia and helping her accomplish her goal. And the thing that I, I just don't understand is like the why. You know, like, and that's just been his his whole motive from the moment he's arrived in the series into this new world is to pursue Amelia and help her account- and devote him, just devote himself to her. You know what I mean? Like, what other goal does he, goals goals uh, does he have? Um, no, I, I like think it's like he- around that. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah no i i think you're you're right for the most part but the way that roswell does it is is blind and and selfishly he he selfishly puts his beliefs on the woman he loves where super was just holding Amelia accountable Mm -hmm. like he he's head over heels for her because she has helped him change just as much as any other character in that.
0: Ah, uh, that is true. Yeah, that is true. She has helped she change him change She held him accountable yeah.
1: in season one. His love for, for her is how she made Subaru a better character. Like, that was one of the best scenes in season one where, where she's like, I never asked you to do any of that. You obviously weren't doing that for me. You were doing it for yourself. That was where he was like Roswell because he was projecting himself on her but he's past that season season two Subaru has been like, like I love you and I, I love you more than anyone in this world. Maybe puck loves you a little bit more. Maybe, but, (laughs) uh, Subaru has been, you know, getting his act together in season two and whether it takes some carriage boy who talks to animals or, uh, or what to get that going. Uh, I, I don't see the parallels, to be honest with you, anymore as much. I really do think that Subaru's growth as a character in Season 2 has has elevated him past where I think Roswell probably tops out because he's so blinded by his own ambition.
0: Yeah, I want to see... You oh, and know- Puck's still alive. Ah, dude, yeah, right. <laughs> dude. Like, that's weird as hell, dude. That was so weird. Puck just popping up at the end of the episode and be like, I'm back with one,
1: when, when, when Subaru tosses the crystal to Ram. Remember?
0: And uh-huh. then he's like,
1: I'm out of here. I'm trusting the rest to you. You know, like I knew you that know, was Puck. the
0: second I see him toss that crystal,
1: I'm like, this motherfucker Puck. <laughs> Did you – uh caught me off guard completely. I thought it was like the thing that gets you in and out of the barrier. I'm like it may be like a last-ditch effort, get people to safety if Roswell loses his shit. And then when she's in there, she's – like they have that whole conversation. It's very calculated like whose motives – how Ram and, and Roswell have grown apart. And Roswell's like, well, you should have waited. You can't handle me. And she's like, I know. But uh, he can. And then Puck comes out. <laughs> And I'm like, there's no way Puck takes Roswell's side because Puck loves Amelia.
0: <laughs> I know that was that's gonna be an interesting fight. I'll say the the best part about last week was what they set up for this next week. You got the fight between Roswell, Puck, and Amelia. You got you know Garth versus the the gut Garf and his not Garf and his sister, but Garth versus the uh is, is, what's her name? I want to say it's Isabel. Is that her name? Uh, his sister? No, the uh, the gut, the gut woman from uh ReZero.
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it is Isabella or something. It's something like that. I I just call her the gut bitch. She's got like a weird yeah, she's for like,
0: cutting people's stomach open. It's Elsa. 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 That's that bitch's name. Yeah. Yeah. Her like Isabel's so.
1: From I- Problems Neverland, and it's I'm go- I'm easily gonna forget that because it's such a forgettable anime. <laughs>
0: Right. Um, I think, I'm
1: taking all shots and not pulling any punches this week.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, just everything that was set up with that, like I'm just so excited for, for, for what is going to come with how they left off at the end of the last episode of Rezero. Um, all right so yeah. this is
1: this is a perfect moment to go into our special focus for 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 rezero
0: later we, we have
1: I think like four or five episodes left and obviously they're gonna be doing a season three right what I wanted to do is I wanted to do like a little game where we buy or we sell stock in certain characters we've mm-hmm. been introduced to a, a bevy of new characters this season and Certain characters have gotten more spotlight than other characters, but you know, this will just be if, if you think that their character arc is going to amount to something in the short term or the long term, however you want to, you want to buy it. Um, uh, so I'll give you an example of uh, the first name I have down here is Ram. And I would, uh, I wouldn't have bought stock in Ram before this episode. <laughs> I wouldn't have because, like, she I, I felt like they were watering her down into uh, a character that just uh, was just there to to add like three or four lines of sass every episode. I feel I felt like Ram has been in the like in the shadows as this like secret behind the scenes character all along, but you know now we finally get her back in action and 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 back on the field. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe. I think like especially cuz you know Ram is going to come back into this at some point and You're right I just I'm I'm going to buy stock into, into into Ram. That's a buy.
0: <laughs> okay. I I'm going to buy stock into you only get one? Like how how much how many options stock options get I buy? It's, it's either you buy or you sell and we're
1: just going to go character by character.
0: Oh, Ram! I'm selling Ram. I don't need that. I feel like Ram has played. (laughs) I I feel like you know Ram. I just feel like Ram is really just meant there for. I feel like Ram has a few purposes: comedic relief, uh, to support the other characters, and she's really good at that. Um, In a way that Ram would do if Ram was awake, she's kind of like a in Ram for real, for real. That's like just kind of like pissy. Um, it has some history with Roswell.
1: that's why I was like they they were really watering her down this season like she did not have a pivotal role in in all of this. But it's it's understandable that Subaru wouldn't trust her because of her devotion to Roswell. So right. I can kind of get it. I'm buying in cuz I I think like down the road like I'm I'm buying into the stock because it's it's going for cheap right now. You're selling because it's become worthless, but I'm buying it while it's cheap because I think it'll be worth something in the future.
0: I'm with it. I mean, I think once Rem, once Rem comes back, I feel like I'd be interested to see how they utilize her character because I think ReZero um, does not get rid of people as we've seen. So I'd be interested to see what they do with Ram when Rem returns, if Rem returns. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no one gets you know. No one gets the axe. We're still waiting to see what happened to Old Man Rom. <laughs> Alright. right. Um. Okay. So next. You made character. that joke because he
0: has an axe. No, he has a club, right? Not an axe. It's a club. Because like, you said no one gets the axe. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get
1: clubbed. Oh, uh, that's great. Um. All right. Next, I have Garfield.
0: Are you buying I'm or are so you selling? I'm buying all the Garfield stock. After last episode, when he had the dink ink, when he had the, the gauntlets, I'm like, uh, I'm buying into Garfield. <laughs> I, I'm buying into Garfield for a few reasons. One, they, they thought that he was important enough to get his own custom weapons, apparently. Um, <laughs> and two, because... Of this newfound support for Subaru, I think Subaru in this recent in these recent few episodes, he's really grown to be a leader, and I think that that is going to reflect in the later seasons, him in a leadership role. And I feel like Garf is already like Garf and Otto are two people that he really trusts, but Garf is more of is more of a capable character because he has the strength. Um, yeah
1: all right i'm gonna i'm gonna we are 0 for two on having like the same opinion i am selling all my stock in garfield i am oh, selling man, I be, well because of the last episode be, and and from what we've we've seen so far i'm selling it because right now garfield's stock is at an all-time high uh he, yeah it really he is, is. <laughs> Klang, klang. I'm getting the most money if I sell my stock in Garfield right now. Um so, so I'm gonna do that because I think what you mentioned as him becoming uh you know loyal to Subaru and being a part of that side, I think that's going to uh for lack of a better term, water down his character. Cause I think he's gonna mm. be subjected to Subaru's plans and he's they yeah. they haven't really uh, marketed Garfield as the brightest light bulb. <laughs> so right, I don't know yeah. how many how many solo missions or how much stuff he's going to do uh, like behind someone. Like <laughs> I, I
0: didn't even mean to laugh at that, but we just said Garf going on a solo mission that just made me like lose it in my head. I'm like, how is Garf going to go on a solo mission? That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he probably. I don't want to write him off. He might. Who knows? He might.
1: He might. He might. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so so you're buying i'm selling yeah okay. uh so the next character is otto
0: oh i don't know because it's like they, they make him seem like he's so important though <laughs> but, <laughs> but i don't know man what do you think what do you think
1: I wouldn't touch this stock with with a with a ten foot pole. This has this has Game GameStop written all over it. Like, if yeah. I could, if I could, I would Robin Hood the hell out of this, and I would freeze the market so that you can't buy it either. because <laughs> uh. because you're exactly right. They hyped it up. Mm-hmm. Everyone bought into his backstory, which was a waste of eleven minutes, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and then you know he becomes the crux of why like Subaru like finds himself in the second this this like second core and everything and why he's able to trust in other people and and. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not buying it. I, again, I think like he's kind of like Garfield in the sense that down the road, he, he'll, he'll have his role, but he'll have his role at the like dispense of Subaru, you know, like Subaru will use him as one of his pawns. So, uh, (laughs) unless, unless there's, you know, some animal that needs talking to like, uh, I'm selling that shit.
0: If, I swear, you know. Now that we're talking about this, the thing that will really blow my shit. You wanna know what will really blow my shit? If they do this, if the way that they overcome the 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 white rabbit or the great rabbit or whatever, if Otto talks to them, <laughs> if that's what, if that's what happens, if Otto talks to them, I'm done with ReZero. I'm done with it. I'm done.
1: ReZero is a very controversial anime for me because it's, it's got peaks and valleys. There'll be episodes where I'm like, "Ah," and then there'll be episodes where I'm like, that was a waste of a half an hour on my Wednesday. But (laughs) I swear to God, if, if, if like, if ReZero, or or, I'm sorry, if Otto becomes like the epitome of, of ReZero moving forward, I I'm done too. I will. I'll go back to promised Neverland.
0: <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I probably would too. That promise Neverland would be better than that. If that's what if that's what you want to do with Rezero, I'm I'm okay. All right,
1: so you I'm selling it.
0: Sell it. Sell it while it's hot. Get it, get it, <laughs> sell it out of
1: here. Since so now we're making money, we're selling it while it's hot, and, you, and we're buying low. I, well, I bought low. I bought I bought low on Ram. Mm-hmm. Uh, next character
0: Roswell. Um. I'm gonna sell my stock because I feel like I had the feeling Roswell might die soon.
1: Whoa, whoa! Spoilers alert! Whoa, whoa! What? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I got the okay, feeling. Nice. Like, do you re- do you really think <laughs> of, like out of this season, it's like only one can pass, Subaru or Roswell? Yeah, because
0: you know, Subaru, I, I, I think that. I, yeah, I know, I know. I think that. You know, they're, like, Subaru is a, uh, not Subaru, ReZero is, like, a a story with, like, it's, like, a, a very complicated series. You know, like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of plot lines and, like, and, you know, parallels and everything. And I think that, you know, they ended the first season with Subaru defeating an archbishop to kind of, you know, gain some sort of, um, like, wisdom through his altercation with that Archbishop. I don't think – the thing is, like, I don't think Roswell is going to stop this thing that he's doing with Subaru. I don't think it's going to be a thing where he, like, is going to be like, oh, Subaru, like, you got it. You know, I'm going to stop. You know, we, we can work together again. I think Roswell might do this to the death. Um I don't know. I, I got a feeling. I'm, I'm not 100%. I'm like 60% certain, really, that Roswell's going to end up dying. Um, I don't know. Maybe he might sacrifice himself so that they can, you know, defeat the White Rabbit. Because they got to overcome that, too.
1: Yeah. And so. I'm, I doubt the White <laughs> Rabbit even gets, you know, uh, breached this season. That, that Oh, would really? Be, that would be something completely out of left field. We got four episodes left. They got to protect the mansion. Amelia's got two trials left. Like fighting the white rabbit hasn't even been reintroduced in like eight to 10 episodes. So I, that's like a season three thing in my mind, but I am going to agree with you and I'm going to sell my stock in Roswell as well. I don't think he's going to die at the end of the season. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll concede before that and, you know, secretly have his motive in season three while he's, helping you know amelia get the throne um because they're gonna need him for that i think i don't think there's a there's a way that amelia is able to to continue the royal selection without someone like roswell backing her i think that was like the big emphasis True. originally and like why she was even able to do it because everyone was so prejudiced against her because she looked like a an elf so um I'm going to sell just because I think it's it's going to trend downwards. And uh, after the finale, you know, you could argue that you should hold his stock and then sell like maybe after yeah. the season finale or right before the season finale because it might tick up. Like when this final battle happens, all he did was put on makeup and tell people he didn't believe in them for the last couple of episodes. So,
0: <laughs> hey, I don't think, yeah.
1: So it, it could get better before yeah, it's it yeah. even now. But, you know, I agree with you. So, uh, okay. Next we have Echidna.
0: Um, I'm going to buy I'm going to keep my stock in the and here's why um, because the thing about ReZero that I really, really 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 like is that they're very good at not not displaying you know how important a character can be uh, and, and what I mean by this is even like Ryuzan Mayer. You know, like how how they kind of talked about, you know, the whole thing with Ryuzan and the clones and like how Ryuzan was supposed to be like a like a vessel for Echidna. Like you you thought that Ryuzan was like, oh, that's like an interesting plot line, but Ryuzan is actually like a very pivotal character to this whole season. Um, and I would have never I would never have I would have never perceived, you know, how important Ryuzan was or Beatrice was. Um, like, you know, they're important characters, but I feel like Echidna has such a pivotal role in the story, you know, like she's, she's connected with everybody in a very deep and intimate way. Um, cause she's a witch and she's connected to Beatrice and Roswell. Um, you know, I think that her role in the story, her most important role in the story has not been reached yet. So I'm going to keep my stop.
1: Uh I I'll, I'll agree with you about keeping the stock. I wouldn't buy any more stock at this point. Um she's, mm-hmm. she's yeah, kind of been, yeah. She's kind of been like in and out of focus. Like she, her her main arc in season 2 was the first core with with developing that relationship with Subaru and and making him the archbishop of mm-hmm. greed and and uh, and trying to manipulate him into making a contract with her. And which inevitably failed, thank God. Um, but yeah, uh, I do agree with you that she will have a future purpose because she's one of the witches and she's already dead. So it's not like she can go anywhere else. So while I think the stock has like kind of like plateaued since she was really just like the guide for Amelia's flashbacks, uh, I do think in the future she'll have a much bigger role. So holding on to the stock until... Until it bumps up. All right, uh, so we're holding on to stock in Echidna. Two, uh, three more characters mm-hmm. here, and this next one okay. I have. Uh, there's a lot of mystery around this character, so I'm not. I'm not entirely sure where this one's going to go, but Regulus,
0: the Archbishop of Greece. Regulus Cornelius. Oh man. Uh, I am going to, I'm going to sell my stock in Regulus. And the reason why I'm going to do that is because I have a feeling that he's going to die relatively soon as well. Just because, um, I don't, I, I, I have a feeling I, yeah, I have a feeling he's going to, uh, he's got to die. You know what I mean? Like he's gotta die because if he doesn't die, then Rem is never gonna return. So like unless they're gonna keep Rem, um Was he the one know, that took the others- or
1: was it the other guy that he was with? He was he was with was another re- archbishop.
0: It was Rem, uh it was it was it was uh it was Cornelius and then there was the other one. The other one was fighting uh the other one was fighting Ram, but I think it was the other Cornelius one was the uh,
1: the other no, one was, was gluttony, gluttony, you're right. And he's the one who it ate. Was gluttony.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was gluttony, you're right. It wasn't So, so there is a world gluttony that exists. Yeah.
1: There is a world that exists where Rem or Rem can come back and Regulus could still be alive.
0: Right, so there's, I mean, there's a world the case, that exists like that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I like I, I'll keep my stock in him, uh, just because he's so powerful. I I really like. I don't know how they would kill that guy. <laughs> you know, and that, so my I'll friend, keep my eyes. I, I would buy more. And that, my friend,
1: is why I am buying the shit out of that stock. <laughs>
0: Oh, how crazy he is three... yeah dude
1: yeah first off all right so number one I hate this character I hate him so much really? he's, he's, yeah he's a hothead he's he's arrogant he, he's always talking about himself um, he he nitpicks what people say and do to to to, to uh, rewrite the narrative as offensive so he has a reason to attack people. Like, he's a completely irrational uh, person. And that doesn't make him any, you know, less threatening. And he is clearly a huge threat. And he has not been dealt with yet. We've only gotten small increments of him. We got him in the backstory with Amelia. We got him in the beginning of the season. He clearly has a larger role to play. So kind of like Echidna... Uh, well, a little bit more than Echidna. I'm holding my stock in Echidna. I have a feeling that stock in Regulus will be going up, and it will be going up relatively soon, in my opinion. I think that could be a major I mean, before season two ends. I,
0: I guess, I guess, and the way the way that I'll see, it, I will buy. I, I guess I will buy stock. I don't think he's reached his, his potential in his. Uh, in what he can offer to the story, I'll buy some stock in, in uh in in Regulus. Uh, I, I'll buy some stock in him because I feel like he's got way more to offer. Like we don't even know anything about him. He's really powerful and he's closely connected to Pandora. So I I actually changed my opinion. I'll buy some stock. I'll buy some some Regulus. <laughs> Glad to know I can convince
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got, we got two more characters. Uh, clearly the, the, the apex characters. Uh, so first we'll go with Amelia.
0: I mean, I feel like I got to, like, I got to buy stock cause it's like, you know, I mean, she's Amelia. She's like the, the, like the lead female character. So I mean, I, I guess I'll buy stock in Amelia. Um, Because I feel like there's still a a lot that we don't know. There's a lot we don't really know about her past that needs to get revealed. So I'll buy stock in Amelia, but I don't like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, I'm going to hold my stock in her. And I'm not entirely sure how much stock I have left in her. Uh, Yeah. after the first quarter of season two, I sold a pretty big chunk of uh, my stock in her because she has been a pooper of a character, in my opinion, and it wasn't... T- and I'm not buying into the whole Subaru uh, Amelia romance at all. Um, I really think that that was overplayed. I didn't... I, it. I it's coming. If you don't want it, just dodge. <laughs> like what, that? what was that? But ever since then, she's been a better character. And she's more confident and she's more decisive. And she listens to herself. She's remembering more. Um her arc could be a lot better, but I think it's severely dependent on how Subaru nurtures it. Subaru's in a really unique position where he has uh, the power to either destroy that potential within her or, you know, exfoliate it. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm going to hold because, you know, Amelia is going to be the epitome of this show going forward. So I kind of have to hold on to it, but. Uh, I wouldn't buy any more and I probably wouldn't sell based on the fact that we kind of need Amelia to keep going.
0: Right. I might buy like so, a, li- a couple of shares just because just because like I I want to see what happens in these last two trials that she's going to do. Like, cause, cause I think she's, since she's made the decision to do the trials, like since she's done that first one, like you said, she's been a better character. So I'm hoping that this, this, like this half of, of season two is geared towards her character growth. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe two shares, <laughs> two shares tops, two shares tops. And I'd keep it at that. All right, and
1: now for the for the for the character Subaru,
0: Natsuki Subaru. Uh, I buy a fair amount of stock in Subaru just because I feel like in in a in a not the in a, in, a, in not like Aaron, but in a similar similar way on how Aaron from Attack on Titan was one character in season one. And then by the time season three hit, even by the time season three hit, he was a, a different character. I think Subaru in another two seasons, um, Subaru is the the, is the character that experiences the most growth because he gets the most time uh, in the series period in terms of screen time and in terms of, you know, just, like just time in general like with the time loops and everything so i i think he has a lot of opportunity to grow and because of that i think for better or worse i would put stock into him because i either a he becomes a villain and i think that that would be really interesting to see what that would look like or b he stays good and i would respect him as a character for being like uh you know more of a of a Ryan Hart type character than, you know, uh, than a Pandora or, like, a Regulus Cornelius or something like that, so.
1: All, all I'm very I'm fair. Fair Yeah, all <laughs> very fair. I think, like, uh, there's some parallels between his stock and Amelia's stock. Like, we can't really go forward without either one of them, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, though, what I am going to do is I am going to sell some stock in him. I'm not going to sell all my stock in him, but I'm going to sell some of my stock in him. Because this is okay. what Subaru does, and he does it all the effing time. As soon as you think that he grows as a person and he makes all these moves to 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 better himself and he's finally on the right path, he dies. He dies and then rethinks his, his whole belief system over it. And and then there's the the excruciating two or three episodes where we have to deal with subaru who doesn't know how to properly act i can't trust my friends i want to push all my beliefs on the woman i love like blah 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 oh my
0: god oh my god
1: Dude, Those are the times yes. that if you have any stock, they're worth nothing. In fact, they're asking yeah. you to, to... like It's a pyramid scheme, and they need more money for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sell about half my stock in Subaru, and I'm going to bet that I'm going to be able to buy back in when he inevitably fucks up again.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I think he's got... Yeah, I, I, I'll buy a little bit more. Um... I'll buy a little bit more. I I'll leave it off at that. I'll buy a little more into Subaru. Um Do you have any last thoughts on uh
1: on on ReZero? Any any predictions other than Roswell's death? Uh
0: <laughs> predictions for next week other than Roswell's death. Well, I don't think his death will come by next week. Predictions for next week or predictions in general? Uh maybe
1: Let's, just in general, I mean, like any last minute thoughts, man. Before we move on to our last uh, uh anyway.
0: I think that um, you know, I really think the white rabbit is going to come next episode. Just because, it, well, I uh, I don't know, cause the, the, I like I'm thinking there's a high chance it could happen. Just because, unless um, uh, what's his name? Unless Puck is able to stop. Cause I don't think Amelia is strong enough to stop Roswell, but unless she learned some new shit when she was in the past and realized that she was, you know, able to freeze motherfuckers like that. Um, I think that she's not strong enough to beat Roswell puck probably is. Um, but the thing is, cause Roswell was in that room. So he could, you know, set off the snow to attract the white rabbit or set off the snow to affect Amelia's mood. um, you know, to set the whole shit off and fuck up everything that was going on with, um, you know, with Subaru. So, I mean, if he's successful and he causes that snowstorm, then the white rabbit is going to come. And you know, I don't really know, you know, what what would come from that. But it's really yeah. it's
1: really interesting. I was completely disagreeing with you until. You made the connection between Roswell making it snow and the White Rabbit coming. Uh, I don't know if like those two are that strongly correlated, uh, but it's a good point.
0: They they are because he was saying because uh, when Subaru was confronting him about that, or when I guess when he was killing everyone in the room and confronting Subaru about that, he was saying that that's the plan. Like he used because the the White Rabbit comes to wherever the large the the nearest uh largest source of mag of mana is. Uh, so his plan was he goes so what he's been doing Isha loses he's been going in that room he's been like using the the crystal of Reeves on Mayer because he was saying uh remember he was saying that he needed a magic source that was strong enough to generate that source of weather or whatever to generate that weather and the only way he could do that is by using the crystal um, but they were trying to stop him from doing that so that he couldn't call the uh, bring the the white rabbit around Um, but I don't know if they'll be successful Yeah, right mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, but that's I what think, I got. <laughs> yeah, what do you I what think? You think?
1: Uh, I think Subaru is going to form a contract with Beatrice and save her from Echidna and Roswell.
0: And that is how they're
1: going to save the mansion.
0: Yes. Oh, that's going to be crazy. Yeah.
1: And, before season two is over, I'm calling it now. Okay. Beatrice returns to the sanctuary.
0: Beatrice returns to the sanctuary? Yes. And she leaves the castle? Forms a contract. Oh! But she just... And she if she you say she joins the sanctuary, she returns to the sanctuary. She's gonna form
1: a contract with Subaru. Subaru's gonna save her from Roswell and Echidna. And after she forms the, the contract with, with Subaru, she won't be under the contract where she has to protect the Great Library anymore. Thus, they can bring her back to the uh to the sanctuary where Amelia still has two trials to do. And uh, maybe a confrontation yeah. with her and
0: Roswell, and she sees rings oh on my god
1: again. And
0: oh my gosh, dude! Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's going to be crazy. Oh man, yeah, I'd put right. stock into that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, that's what anyway. we have for Rezero. Yeah, that's what we had for Rezero. Let's take another break, and then we'll uh, we'll get to our last anime.
0: uh hey we are back in live hello everyone i hope you've gotten your coffees or your other beverages that may not be coffees and um, and if you
1: skip to this part of the podcast because you haven't seen attack on titan or re-zero uh welcome and uh we will be your host for this segment
0: <laughs> right and we're talking about the anime that i know damn well everybody's watching jiu kaisen oh my gosh dude Best of friendo, <laughs> best of friend-o. Oh my gosh, dude! Such a you know. I honestly like the one thing that really makes me sad. You want to know what makes me sad, Dan? <laughs> you, Dan, Dan Danielson. Do you want to know what makes me sad? Is it gonna make me sad? It, it is gonna make you sad, like I don't you know. Be sad. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I won't be sad either. But these guys out here, you know, they keep talking about how, um, how attack on attack on titan jujutsu kaisen is you know uh, such a rip off anime. It's a rip off of Naruto. It's a rip off of Bleach. Um, and it's just like, yes, I'm not gonna deny that it is, but I don't care. Nobody cares because it's so awesome. Well,
1: well, hold on. Can can we change the language instead of not ripoff? Can we we say like it's paying homage to or it's inspired by? Because yes, you know that's what we should say. Yes, if if there's people out there that are saying it's a ripoff of it, it sounds like they're using that as an excuse not to watch it. And regardless of however many parallels it has to any other anime, it is standing pretty good. Like. It is immensely entertaining to watch. I think there's parts of it that are a bit confusing, especially all the different uh, techniques you can you can uh, do, like the domain or like the the red and blue technique that we just saw uh, like Goju do. Um, and there was oh a my lot gosh, of, I, <laughs> I
0: was
1: going <laughs> to a lot that, that, uh,
0: we'll touch on that a bit, yeah
1: yeah there's a lot that uh, Ida Dory learned in the last couple episodes too and that was the whole point of the sister exchange thing um but to, to to say it's a ripoff that that's kind of insulting like if you if you've watched up until now there's enough there that makes it unique and stand apart from that so i I'm not I'm not feeling those flames at all i I even if there are parallels, that's just because those anime were so good that they inspired a new generation of anime. So tell
0: them, <laughs> tell them, yep, that's the truth. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> uh, but uh, but in terms of, let me see, last two episodes, uh, what happened? The, not the re- the most recent one, but the one before that. What went down?
1: Uh, so the last two episodes was uh, the antagonist uh putting up the um domain expansion and attacking the sister exchange event so like once the sister exchange event started we had like three or four episodes of different matchups and different people from each school fighting each other showing their styles like uh demonstrating their powers um really seeing like who's stronger than who and like how it would shake up if they fought each other and i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool but i thought like you know i was like how long are we going to have to go through this to get to the next thing kind of cuz i was like if someone doesn't die and or the special curse doesn't like do anything like i don't know like we just got a bunch of infighting and and i i knew that uh the stitches dude and 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 his gang of evil curses were definitely going to make a return at some point in the season i wasn't sure if it was going to be during the Sister Exchange event, but that's the last two episodes. They make the domain, uh, and then the special grade curse that we saw earlier in the season um, with the bandage over his arm starts attacking everyone, and he's a special grade, so he's just whooping ass.
0: Yeah. I I mean, you know, to be honest with you, like – the the thing and, you know there are a few things that i want to that i want to touch on between these two episodes like the last one and this one and you know like with them had like having that fight with the special grade and this last episode uh and the the big thing i think the, the key focus was that that kind of uh was Itadori kind of being uh, facing this challenge to improve his his curse technique so that he can be able to hold his own fairly against the special grade um, without needing to use Sakuna, um, which was really important. And the way that they did it using Aoi, um, I thought was really well done. Um, yeah,
1: I agree. In terms, I I, yeah. I completely agree. I thought the so. Itadori and Toadu fighting the special grade was not only just like a badass fight scene but the way right. that they, they they've stayed true to demonstrating like the hierarchy of cursed energy and powers and how you use it and 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 and, and we get to see this as the viewer from Itadori's perspective but this was a really good episode of bouncing out like how people measure up against a special grade so we get Itadori was like landing some punches at first, none of them are doing anything. Then he lands a black flash and it starts to hurt him. But it's not doing enough. So like the, the fight kept evolving. Then Todu starts doing his special thing where. And and it was it just really Yeah. Yeah, it just creates this whole scene that uh is truly something special and really sets Jujutsu Kaisen apart. I'm, I'm really hung up on this uh, ripoff thing now. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it shows the disparity. It shows the balance of power. It shows that there can be weaker ones. It's not just a who can piss farther kind of contest. It's really like there's calculations, there's technique, there's uh people who aren't as good as other people and having that type of disparity in any anime is only going to make what you're trying to get across that much stronger. So I thought that that was really cool uh, for them to, to approach and that, that fight concludes with them being about to be blasted by the special grades, uh, you know, uh, best kept secret move. He didn't really want to use it. And he was like, I didn't, didn't think I had to, but I'm about to get my ass whooped.
0: Yeah, but then you know Gojo happens, and dude, all right now that's the main, that's the real thing I want to talk about, dude. He, I, so I even knew before that episode that he was going to break through that bitch because he's motherfucking Gojo, bro. Like there is no way you're telling me you're going to tell him he can't go in a in a. That thing was made specifically for him. And I knew there was no way that you're going to tell me that even with a barrier that was specifically made for Gojo, that he's not going to bust through that bitch and do what he wants. No, no. And frankly, what took him so
1: long? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, really? I, that's kind of what I was thinking. What took him so long? Because he left. He he left. I think he might have seen someone because he, he left from a... Uh, the um the woman with the scar on her eye with the with the kimono yeah. he left from her to go do something but he didn't state where he went right no and
1: and the way they structured the episodes and everything like ev- all of this is happening simultaneously but we're we're spending each episode focusing on certain parts so it's understandable that this might have all been within like a half an hour span of time you know, it's right. it's conceivable that 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 that's the way that that went down. But when Goju flexes, Goju freaking flexes. Uh, yeah, dude. The guy that wanted to put him a like- coat rack he he was he was about to murder this guy that wanted to, to murder him and put him in a coat rack. And the old dude holding the guitar looks at him and goes, "Don't kill him." <laughs> and Goju <laughs> was like. Yeah. <laughs> took off his arms and legs and then I was like
0: yo do not yes, mess with goju it was funny go ahead, go no, ahead. No, no you first you first the one thing i thought was really funny was the second that that special grade sense goju he was like i got well, to <laughs> I'm not, you know, I may be strong, but I'm not dumb. And I'm smart enough to know. He literally
1: says, he's like, I'm not arrogant enough to go up against Goju. He literally said
0: that. (laughs) Um, And that was smart. Dude, he mixed purple. How do you, you know, the thing that made this go down, like how do you, how does he have a technique that says, okay, take red and then take blue and make purple and boom. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that's well, it well while we're while we're on that um yeah that's like one of the things that i do like criticize Jujutsu kaisen for it's not very straightforward yeah. how powers are accumulated or uh or used or developed because th- there's so many different techniques and half the time we're, we're sitting here getting, you know, cursed energy, cursed techniques, and cursed tools down, and then Goju will mm-hmm. randomly leave a fight, go halfway across the world, and then come back with Itadori and tell him about something called domain expansion. <laughs> so while I was furiously trying to wrap my head around it for, like, the longest time, I've come to learn that... Uh, so just roll roll with the punches on that one. That one's not very clear, and when it happens, I don't a hundred percent understand all the time. But it doesn't take away from the excitement of, of of each scene for me. So I kind of give it a pass. And yeah. specific, specifically with Goju, yeah. what what stood out to me was when he rose up in like he, when he was up in the air and he was like, huh. Where should I go first? Cuz he's like he's just going to start slapping people. Yeah. He looks at the special grade and he sees how much stronger Itadori's gotten. And he recognizes that he's like on such a higher level and that was kind of the raw potential that they saw in him in the in the beginning and now he's finally starting to tap into it thanks mm-hmm. to Todu. So it'll be really interesting right. going forward who they put Itadori up against and how he'll be able to fight them having grown so much from this experience with the special grade in Toto.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I I mean, I think that you know, well in 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 the in, the, in terms of Gojo, I think that there what I've come to realize is that in anime, sometimes people just make characters that are just impossibly powerful. Like for example, um, remember that anime that you were watching, like the Demon, uh, like the Demon Academy. It was the guy; he was like Misfit of Demon of Academy. Misfit Demon Academy. I feel like Gojo is uh, is that that main character is an archetype of character, you know, that is just OP. overpowered. OP OP yep. character and Gojo's just OP. There's I I feel like he's so OP. He there's no feel like he's so OP that there's no one in the series that can take him down. You know?
1: I'm not sure about that yet.
0: He's Aside definitely from, being presented
1: yeah. He's definitely being presented yeah. as OP, but I If we were
0: buying he or selling red stock and purple! Purple! <laughs> Bro, he made red mixed red. Okay, blue. I've never seen that in any anime I've ever seen.
1: Van Gogh mixed red and blue to get purple <laughs> like hundreds of years ago. So I don't want to hear it. He's
0: OP. <laughs> Van Gogh is so OP, dude. <laughs> nah, just, yeah, no, he actually he is OP. Van Gogh's pretty OP. Um, no, he's no much. Uh, yeah, Michelangelo, man, he did. They that wasn't even a good character, you know. Michelangelo he, he was, was okay. Way, Yeah, yeah, Michelangelo is way too OP. No, but Um, so
1: so so here's the here's the fork in the road that that uh, Jujutsu Kaisen approaches. Then they either have this character that's OP, and then everyone gets super annoyed that he's OP, and he just needs to show up and wave his fingers, and everything's fine. Or they introduce something that can take him down a notch, and you know, which they will. They will. And if they don't, it'll be you know a, a big plot hole on their part because maybe not a plot hole, but like it'll be yeah. something that takes away a level of entertainment at least for oh. me. Yeah. So uh,
0: or, or I would call it like a like a I would call it like a Deus Ex Machina, and that's kind of what I don't like about what happened in this last episode, like how Gojo is just so impossibly strong that in any scenario that like he he's kind of like a buy, like a buyout. Because if there was ever a scenario in which you didn't know how to get out of that scenario situation, or you need to resolve a situation, you can just sprinkle some gojo in there, and then everything's okay.
1: You know
0: <laughs> exactly, um, and,
1: and no one wants that. No one wants that. Right. We we recognize how it, it's been really cool to see how powerful goju really is and he's been like Mm -hmm. kind of arrogant about it from the beginning but that's how you know that something is going to get introduced that just knocks him down a level it's it's bound to happen yeah season's not over yet i actually if we're talking predictions i don't think uh i don't think i don't think goju makes it out of this season alive
0: me either I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking that because they're really setting him up to be indestructible. You know, like there's nothing you can do to Gojo. There's no way. You know what I mean? There's no way you can, way can only to make deal the balloon
1: him. so big before it pops, is, is my opinion. So. Exactly. So, well, uh, the preview for next yeah. week showed them playing baseball. So I think it's going to get back to a, it's going to like kind of like die down from the from the hype a little bit before it like ramps back up. I hope that it doesn't mm-hmm. do the demon slayer thing and like introduces like the 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 arc that not a lot of action is going to happen you know in demon slayer where they go and they recuperate from the fight with Rui in the forest and they, they train and then they leave i hope it's not one of those arcs i hope it's like an arc that kind of like leads into this epic like finale um not to, say there's that, to be an not to say finale. that. Not to say that was bad for Demon Slayer. For it, for but it was yeah. different for Demon Slayer because the Rui uh, arc was that incredible.
0: And it ended on that spectacular note with him killing all the uh, the demons in the lower moons like that. You know that was the the little the little cayenne pepper kick I needed before the end of the season.
1: Oh, and then the movie. Oh,
0: well, I we'll don't even say- want to go in into- there. Yeah, we'll save that for we'll save yeah. that for
1: another pod. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, Jinx. I mean, that's all uh, uh, <laughs> I knock the <a> word, motherfucker. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! That's just
1: you man. I'm I'm super excited about it. I, I think if people are ambitious or have the audacity to call it a ripoff. They haven't even seen it because it's filled with, with a lot of pop culture. It's filled with a lot of like modern day, uh, um, euphemisms and everything. And you, you see them act as like real people. I love what they do with their opening and ending uh, like uh, songs and, and everything. It's, it's mm-hmm. so unique. It's, it, there's a lot to be desired in Jujutsu Kaisen. I highly recommend it for everyone out there who hasn't seen it.
0: Yeah, we got to do a uh, – at the end of the season, we should do a, um, a review on the whole, you know, the whole 24 episodes or whenever wherever they end. Which oh, absolutely. Really go over.
1: Yeah. We're definitely going to do that. We're going to do that for a lot of these. A lot of these are going to end at the same time, so I don't see why we wouldn't.
0: Yeah, we got um, to mainly do uh, it. But, you know, let's – uh. You know, I think, uh, you ready, you ready to move on to the, to the next, next anime? Yeah. Let's,
1: let's make this the last topic for today. Uh, yeah. we, uh, we'll talk, we'll touch on, on um, Dr. Stone next week. Um, give you, give you a little time to catch up. Let's, uh, yeah, right. let's talk promise Neverland.
0: And I, I feel mean, like this isn't know... going to be
1: a very long conversation. <laughs>
0: It's not, it's not really. I mean, all I got to say is, like, as you know, like, if you are someone that that is watching the series currently, uh, you'll know about the fact that they strayed away from the source material, which, That's the big controversy
1: around it at the moment, right?
0: mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't mind that in general with anime, but when it happens, I get very, like, skeptical. And that's because... I feel like the reason why people do that, or why the uh, the anime studios make that decision, is for some financial financially based reason. You know what I mean? Like maybe they they weren't able to produce that many episodes, or what, or there was too much competition, which is which could be true. Um, but I mean, I've seen it up until the current episode, and it it has proven my you know what i what my thoughts were and i think that promise neverland uh you know it's a dud in the you know in this uh, new anime original version
1: it's such a shame too because season one was really strong um yeah. i didn't watch season one when it was airing uh i caught up on season one before season two came out and uh I could have only imagined watching that week to week. Uh, Some people call it a horror anime. I would kind of say thriller more than horror. I don't think there's parts of it that are like overly scary, or I don't really think they were like threatened a hundred percent of the time, like in most horrors. Um, But the way that they executed season one was such a, like a, it had Dr. Stone level logic and reasoning to it but it had all the the thriller bits of a uh, um uh get out have you ever seen get out
0: yeah yeah it had like yeah. thriller
1: it had like thriller parts to that mixed in with like the logic and 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 deduction skills of like doctor stone in my opinion and th- that's that's what made it so so like you know uh entertainable and 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 kept me watching every week but season 2 since they escaped has just been vanilla for the most part like they they almost like took the manga scrapped it up and believe me i haven't seen the manga i'm just aware of the controversy that everyone's uh, talking about but they basically took that mm-hmm. threw it away and asked themselves if i was like 12 to 15 uh little kids running around in a forest what would happen and they don't do a right. really good job painting like they don't do a really good job world building around them as they're going. Uh the focus like is is really like solely on them and it's 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 almost painful to watch that. It's just as painful to watch them learn how to be in that world as it is watching Subaru learn from his mistakes in Re:Zero. Both are really <sighs> That's really pretty painful. Really irritating and really just not that enjoyable to watch because you you sit here and you're like, where's this going? And like two episodes they reintroduce mom, and now they scrap that. I don't for, really care. Yeah, like who cares? Who cares? Not when right. not when freaking Norman is out here like trying to trying to commit a genocide. <laughs>
0: You know how I knew Dan, uh, uh, Daniel Daniel Coon? Do you want to know how I knew how I knew that I was that I was done with Promised Neverland? So, guys, I asked him. I asked Daniel Coon, fucking, you know, should you know, what do you think about like? Do you think I should continue on with Promise Neverland? You know, and I love the fuck out of that show, man. It's hard for me to to you know make that decision and he was like uh you know they kind of do their promise neverland thing and i knew what that was i knew exactly what they just walk around and they're talking about things that don't matter the whole time you know so they're definitely. not talking about anything you know they're just yeah. being little kids just talking and making jokes and i'm like you know i'm not getting any sustenance from this and that was the whole episode the whole episode was literally them walking around talking everybody like literally walking around and just talking about nothing and laughing and playing. Like I don't I don't have thirty minutes of my life for that.
1: And and here's the difference. I I, I literally was just comparing it to ReZero. Like the difference is ReZero can get away with that because just any conversation has way more implications than than what what's going down in promised neverland the impl- we don't know how to feel about the implications because they haven't done enough world building to really develop those those uh expectations at all so for them to sit around and talk i'm like okay you guys gotta pick one you're either getting to the human world you're either saving all the demons you're either uh you know on board with the genocide mom's gonna pop up somewhere it just i don't I don't even think they know where they're going with this show, and and believe me, I'll I'll watch the rest of the season just because you know it's it's only like twenty five minutes every week, but right. I'm not excited for it. I'm waiting. And- like it comes out. It comes out on the same day as Doctor Stone. I'm telling you right now. I'm prioritizing Doctor Stone.
0: And you know, I'm hoping that there's like a bunch of lying going on with uh within the story with Norman and the kid because I think that might make it the the real story might be more interesting. But I, like, I'm hoping that that what's going on, on the surface is not you know there's a lot more going on because it just seems so corny that Norman just came up with this drug and he's just gonna drug. They brought the him back to like
1: like like when they yeah. when, when they revealed that he was still alive, I was like, duh. Like, everyone knew he was alive because they never stuck the flower in his chest. So everyone knew he was alive, but you brought him back five episodes after we thought he was dead. So, like, I didn't have enough time to miss him. I didn't have enough time to think, man, this scene would be a lot better if Norman was here. I didn't have time to, to... They didn't have time to really, like, go off and have a whole other side adventure. They spent a year in a temple and... And then they found Norman and now what they're supposed to drop everything. And, and because they have this relationship with Norman who is easily a completely different person now. And that causes more confusion because I'm like, it's only been like five or six episodes. How can Norman be a a whole new person, a
0: different person, right? Right. Right, like that's so weird. I was, I, like the vibes that I was getting from him. It just felt so awkward. It just felt like a yeah. really awkward show. Um, so I will I mean, say
1: this though: if I had to buy stock in anything, it would be Emma and Ray. I, I think Ray's my favorite character, but I think like uh, I think the way the 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 dynamic that he shares with Emma is probably the most powerful thing in the show at the moment. Uh, it's and it's the one of the only things that the audience can really cling on to. You can't really cling on to Norman. He's trying to commit genocide. If you're clinging on to him, it's come on. Let, let's move past that. You can cling right. on to Mom. I have a little bit of stock in Mom because I really do think she's not going to fuck over her kids. I really do think like she's gonna she's gonna come out and like she's gonna try and help them. I'm waiting for that plot twist. That might might stir things up a little bit more um, for me. But if I had to put stock in anything. It would be Emma and Ray because they take every situation and they do their Promise Neverland thing where they talk about it and everything. But then eventually it becomes – uh then eventually it becomes like <laughs> – dude.
0: dude, like even that, like even when they were talking about what to do about Norman's plan for like 10 minutes, dude, I was like, come on, y'all. Just make a decision, please. Like, Yeah, dude, they could have wrapped that up in four minutes. <laughs> they yes. it up in four, man. <laughs> she was just like I don't know just like I you know I just like I don't know I just feel like you know I just don't know about Norman's plan. Ray's like, well, why don't you know about Norma's plan? And Emma's like, I don't know, I just feel like it's just wrong. Like, why do you feel like it's wrong? I don't know, I just feel like you know Alright, 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 hold on, <laughs> but, but,
1: but Donovan, which would you rather watch for eleven minutes? Ray and Emma talk about like, you know, Norman's plan and everything. Or Otto's fucking backstory. <laughs> I'd rather
0: watch Norman or Norman, <laughs> I'd rather watch Norman and ever talk about nothing for for eleven minutes than Otto's backstory. <laughs> I did is- not give a fuck about that. I don't <laughs> like. If I we got you know, this whole
1: cult, cult following for for Otto now, and I'm like, you are everything that's wrong, <laughs> dude.
0: We gotta have a, a segment. We gotta we gotta add a segment about fucking top ten anime moments. I just did not give a fuck about because that is going to be like for <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll keep a running list, and then maybe at the uh, at the end of the season, we can we can we can make our top ten list. That'll, that'll be a good episode. Yeah, not a not recommending Promise Neverland, um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to more Attack on Titan. Looking forward to more Re Zero, and looking forward to more Jujutsu Kaisen. And uh, I'm still keeping up with Skate the Infinity, boogie boogie. Um, yeah, anything, uh, anything left to say, Donnie?
0: Uh, not really, not nothing, nothing, uh, nothing much. I feel like we've done covered it all for this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, supporting the anime community, supporting us, supporting the podcast. Um, you know, if you uh, have any anime that you think we should watch or would like us to cover from the season or do a review of in general, uh, you know. You can uh, shoot us a message on Twitter or send us an email and, you know, we will communicate.
1: Yep. Love you guys. Keep listening and, uh, and please reach out if you want to hear more about anything specific or anything that we haven't covered.